everything is content yes it is and we're back (laughs) hi uh hi i'm alayda and i'm miranda and together we make up the sidekicks back at it again with some backstreet back again yes (laughs) oh my god i had a dream okay so i had a dream it was that music video but it was christmas themed (laughs) instead of monster themed and it was snowing where i live and like i woke up with heart palpitations i was like no i can't do snow i'm not ready (laughs) did it snow hard or no, it didn't really snow. Oh. Like I said, I, this was in oh, the dream. This, is in the dream. this was in the dream. It was a nightmare. It was a Backstreet Boys nightmare. Oh no, they came. They're like a, the Christmas Carol, but the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> I don't remember their names. If not, I'd be like, okay, this one would be the Ghost of Christ- Christmas Past. I I don't know any of them. All I know is that in that music video, they chose the monsters they wanted to be, and that like the mummy had to be in makeup for like six hours. Leave it to Miranda to know all the fun facts <laughs> about <laughs> things useful. she's not interested in. <laughs> uh, all right. So today uh, we're going to be talking about Spider-Woman from 2015. 2014, 2015. Oh, 20. Thank you. Wait. Yes. My notes got confusing. Yep. Uh-uh-uh. So Miranda. <laughs> yes. Do you want to do creatives now or do you want to? I would love to do creatives. I have three sticky notes worth of creatives so many oh oh they're uh, oh they're so cute yeah they're like uh tim no damn it <laughs> nightwing nightwing it's sick <laughs> damn it one day i'll get them right <laughs> i listen all right when someday we're gonna have enough of a fan base that we can extort money out of people via patreon mm-hmm. and on that day i will make a memory game oh uh, yeah, it will be it will be a three part memory game. You'll have to match the faces to the names to um, the power. They're like Huey, Dewey and Louie to me. We're like, it's the same duck. <laughs> it's the same duck. What is the difference? Fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's not fair. I should know that they have rich histories. You tell me about them every week. <laughs> I should remember them. No, no, but Elena, it's OK. This is part of what helps our friendship work. Do you know why? Why? I'm very neurodivergent, so I really love talking about them. And if you don't remember, like, what I said, then I get to say it again. Oh, okay. At least it's like, you don't think it's like, this person doesn't care. It's not that I swear, I just forget. <laughs> no, I, I forget things all the time. You're fine. Oh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> so, our creatives, or, well, the app lists them, but I don't, I'm sure you have them better organized. I I have them via sticky note. Um, Let's go. So the first four issues, the writer is Dennis Hopeless, the penciler. Also, Dennis Hopeless. What a name. Mm -hmm. I wonder if he picked it. (laughs) Oh, maybe. That'd be interesting. Pencils were done by Greg Land, inker Jay Leistein, colors by Frank D'Armada, letters by Travis Lanham. Cover art was done by Greg Land and Maury Hallowell. The editor was Nick Lowe and the assistant editor was Charles Beecham. All except for issues three and four, wherein the cover artist was Greg Land and Frank D'Armada. Issues number five through nine, the writer was Dennis Hopeless. Pencils and colors are done by Javier Rodriguez. Ink by Alvaro Lopez. The letterer was, again, Travis Lantum, but in some of them, he specified as VCs Travis Lantum, which tells me that like he's on loan from somebody. 
Oh, okay. I don't know who VC is, but I've seen them before. Interesting. So one of these days we'll figure it out. Issues seven and eight were colored by Munt Sa Vincente. And finally, we have issue 10, the last one in the series, uh, written by Dennis Hopeless, artist Natasha Bustos. Colors were done by Vero Gandini. Letters by Travis Lanham. Cover was done by Javier Rodriguez. The editor was Devin Lewis with a senior editor, Nick Lowe. Boosh. Boom, boom, bada, boosh. Thank you again for doing all that hard work. It was, I took pictures of every single cover page, like the one with all the people on it. Mm -hmm. So that I could go through later and like cross-reference them. Nice. Nothing but professionalism here at the Sidekicks. (laughs) Until we get confused. (laughs) Which is me. We both get confused. (laughs) Miranda, first impressions. All right. I know absolutely nothing about, I. well, I did a little bit of reading. So now I know a little bit more, but I knew absolutely nothing about Spider-Woman. Not a thing. I think I saw her in like one of the video games once and I knew she could fly, but also she can't really fly. So the one thing I knew about her was fake. (laughs) It was made up for that one single property. (laughs) What about you? I remember her. I think she was in the cartoon, Mm -hmm. the Spider-Man cartoon. So I kind of remember her on that, but I remember like not really caring for her because I like black cat because I thought she was cool, (laughs) but I was like a little kid. (laughs) So likewise, (laughs) I didn't know anything. I always thought her like, I don't think I like her costume, like the early costume. And we'll talk about it as we go through the, the costume. Everyone knows like the, I don't like her mask. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't fit where eyes would really sit. What a choice. The fact that the hair is free. She looks like a wrestler. She does, but she's not wrestling, so it doesn't make a whole lot of sense in my mind. I think some people really enjoy the costume because the like bottom half of it is pretty pretty normal, I think, for outfits. I just cannot with the mask. <laughs> so I'm yeah. like, I, it's stupid. But yeah, I didn't know anything about her. I looked up some stuff now at, well, as we were as I finished the issues we were reading. Uh, so mm-hmm. I learned a little bit about her, and when I say a little bit, I truly mean. A little bit. <laughs> did you? Okay. Did you learn why she was created? Yes. <gasps> okay. All right. Super I fun. Think- Stan Lee back yep. at it again with the nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense from a business perspective. Do you want it- to reveal why? <laughs> okay. I think one of us should talk about her origin story and one of us should talk about why she exists. Okay. Can I do why she exists? Because the origin is going to fuck it up. Okay. Please do it. So she exists because Stan had a stroke of brilliance and was like, holy shit, we have to license the name. (laughs) And so they created Spider-Woman because they had like a little kerfuffle with Mm -hmm. DC where they like they were getting like they were getting names that were confusing to readers. So Mm -hmm. I think the example that I read was like they had Marvel Man and or DC had a Marvel man. One of them had like each other's names. Okay. Um, that is Captain Marvel and Captain. Wait, is it Captain? Yeah, it's Captain Marvel. That is Captain Marvel, who is now called Shazam. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. He pre-exists Marvel as a company. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they have had like a legal squabble over the name for years. That's why 
Marvel also has their Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. So like for years, both of them had Captain Marvel. And so long as like neither Captain Marvel fell out of like stopped being published, then they both had equal rights to the name. And then it was just recently, like I think it was in like the last 10 years that DC like gave up the rights to the name Captain Marvel and just renamed Billy Batson's character Shazam. Makes sense. So the other, the quote that I saw was also Wonder Man. So yes. Mar- Marvel did Wonder Man and DC sued them because they had Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, because so, he was a shitty Wonder Woman ripoff. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden they have, they got Power Girl after Marvel had introduced Power Man. And mm-hmm. so he was just like, boo them. I'm just going to make Spider Woman to kind of like beat them to it. Yep. Because one of his ass. Yeah. Now that we're on like this mm-hmm. side of comics and like a lot of these characters have been established, does it's like, oh yeah, that's their property. Like the Hulk is mm-hmm. Marvel, right? But definitely in the inception, all these things, it was like a, a grab to get these names because they weren't trademarked. They're yeah, like a bat and a man mm-hmm. who would trademark that until it became published. So it's kind of it sounds like it was a free for all. <laughs> it was just like, well, fuck you. Yeah, you have them. We'll have them too. <laughs> it was it was the wild west but it is so petty uh stanley as like the big editor in marvel basically just like waved his hand and was like i don't know create a spider woman no fucks were given yeah do you want to talk about her origin or i would love to there we go all right so spider woman aka jessica drew was first introduced in marvel spotlights number 32 which was published in february of 1977 she was created by archie goodwin who is also notable for being a batman badass and marie severin who i know less about yes um and so her her in canon origin is that she was sick when she was a kid Mm -hmm. like, like a teenager kid still a kid but you know Uh, She was really sick and she was dying. And so like her dad was a mad scientist and he was like, well, you know, I mean, you're dying anyway. What if I just injected you with a bunch of irradiated spider blood? Yep. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That's what happens. And so he injected her and then nothing appeared to be happened. So he was like, oh, man. And then his scientist. His partner was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're pulling out the irradiated spider blood. Why don't we go all in? I've got myself like a time chamber. Let's see what happens. <laughs> and so it's like, I mean, you're dead either way. And so they put her inside, like, I don't know. It's, it had, a, he had like a sciencey name. I wasn't paying enough mm-hmm. attention. Mm-hmm. Put her into a, a time chamber decades pass for her she's still a teenager because spoiler alert uh the spider blood apparently causes her not to age because that's because long life that's a famous spider talent yes (laughs) we all know that their lifespans are like sharks forever (laughs) everyone's scared of them (laughs) yeah no they don't die after like six months the first time they have babies they don't kill each other Right? No, no. Not at so all. she stumbles out. Decades have passed. She is still like a teenager and she's got like, she can climb. She's got, I am very confused as to whether she shoots energy bolts or whether she shoots poison. It is unclear. I think it's like energy poison. I don't think it's actual oh. poison. They're like oh. energy bolts. <laughs> they don't explain it. In this. They call, she calls them venom. She calls them her venom bolts. 
But is she being on brand or is it actually poison? I don't know. So if you know the answer to those questions, please write us at <laughs> the sidekicks at gmail.com. Capital T, capital S, capital K. Side is spelled S-E-I-D. Let us know because we don't. <laughs> Always be plugging. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. So she can do that. Uh, she can't fly, but she can do a gliding thing. I don't know. She, she for, falls because with like style. Yes. Falling with style. And then she also, her costume has webs over her armpits and it's unfortunate. It's like, it's not enough to be a squirrel suit. Would have just been like a cute cape. Like if it was a half cape, I'd be okay with it. But the, <laughs> it just looks like you just got mangy hair. Oh, uh, it, <laughs> it looks like those, you would know, Miranda, those like little dinosaurs that had like the, webbed crown that's Uh what it looks like like my friend here yeah a little bit so a little bit but oh my gosh yes so she can do a bunch of things she can also emit pheromones that will either like that was so weird did you read about um like how it affected her when they were first writing her um I didn't read too much about it I know that it said that like she couldn't control it for a very long time so because they didn't put a whole lot of thought when they created this character. It yes. was kind of like, she's made right about her now. Good luck, everyone. Bye. Yep. <laughs> so, like, we get her being written. And they they kind of make her... Well, I know Wolfman starts writing for her, but he leaves after a few mm-hmm. uh, things because he was a busy person. Marv and- Wolfman defined, like, the DC, defined DC for a very long time. The legend, the vi- the pioneer. Uh, so he leaves. Someone else kind of comes in. I forgot their name. They come in and they rewrite like her origin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think the one that you were saying, because I don't, they didn't, I'm telling you, they didn't put a whole lot of thought to this. Mm-hmm. But then like as they're rewriting her, they like give her like characterization. So she's kind of like awkward and isolated and mm-hmm. because her pheromones like at first like they just made her awkward and mm-hmm. the, like i don't i think readers were like why is she like this <laughs> like why is she not likable uh, <laughs> oh oh i just spent 10 issues asking myself that question well the reason they explained it uh like back in the days it was because her pheromones like made people scared of her and oh. she didn't really, because she couldn't control it. She didn't really, like, know, I guess. Oh, so she was just releasing big, scary spider energy? Yeah, and everyone's, like, <laughs> prey insects kicked in. Like, I don't want to be your friend. Like, you're dangerous. <laughs> but they never, like, really talked about it. I think until people started asking questions. <laughs> because who would have thought that an audience would like to know why she was awkward and had difficult people skills? Um, they just made up a bullshit reason? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah so who was his his name's like gruenwald mark gruenwald became the writer mm-hmm. and a uh, regular and then he leaves and then someone else comes in because it was like people would come in and write for like mm-hmm. five to ten issues and then yeah. like bounce out of the because she's not super established and um someone else came in and it's like fuck all that she is a bounty hunter I'm just gonna retcon everything and change it, and then people got really annoyed because they liked that she was kind of awkward. Like I think it made her relatable. She and can be that... both a bounty hunter and awkward. Well, she they made her unawkward. I think like oh. they just kind of made her like 
they just changed her entire character. Right. They made her like Loom World's Jessica Drew. Uh, <laughs> then he kind of gets kicked off of it. Mm-hmm. So he, okay, so his name was Michael Flesher. Mm-hmm. He gave Spider-Woman a career of a bounty hunter, abandoned both the series' macabre tone and outstanding subplots, such as Charles Magnus' mysterious disappearance and replaced him with such superhero standbys as criminal masterminds and a love interest who is enamored with the protagonist costume guys but oblivious to her civilian identity oh i hate that so they just kind of like washed her to be like a basic uh right. female <laughs> quote unquote like right. what the writer right. thought. it's a it's a superhero with personality of girl yes uh so he leaves and then claremont comes okay Chris Chris claremont, claremont. he takes over mm-hmm. but he's also only there for like 13 issues and then we get the return of Gruenwald, and he was the editor, and then he kind of stayed with it for a while. And they actually, like, kill her off because she wasn't, like, super popular. I think she had a fan base, but wasn't super popular, or she wasn't making a whole lot of money. So they're like, well, okay. eh. she's a, <laughs> we'll she's a B-lister. Her. Yeah. The reader's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> she's like Animal Man or Plastic Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the uh, Grunwald like felt bad. Like he's like, oh, I made a mistake. Like I didn't realize people really like this character. Um, and then uh, I'm sorry. Are you what? What do you mean? Didn't realize people like this character? I guess because the book sales. Like as an editor, if you're just like basing it on like like if you're not hitting the con circuit, <laughs> I don't know if there was I, I don't how big know. that was. <laughs> I. I feel like social media has brought a lot of evil into our world, but I feel like one of the good things is it did is it definitely made it a lot easier to judge like the zeitgeist around a character. Mm-hmm. And like the fan dumb behind it. So yeah, this was going on like in the 70s, 80s. So I right. think he was just like, oh, there people don't buy this book. They don't care about this person. Okay. Um, and they did do it like in the in the vein of like, well, you know, like sometimes they have to die because they're they live a violent life so it made sense to like everyone in the writing room but the readers are not ready for that yeah like you need to show a character dying this is a character that like has undersold Mm -hmm. historically Mm -hmm. i get it yeah so they bring her back less than a year after her death uh (laughs) which is like tell me you made a mistake without telling me made a mistake that's so quick oh my god i'm gonna write a research i'm gonna write a paper i'm gonna write an essay about like that trope because i really want to see what the origins of it were uh, yes <laughs> do it i support you in that Thank so you. she that happened she gets brought back that's in 1984 again she mm-hmm. was created in 1977 so she's had like a rocky this has been seven years <laughs> a rocky road of origin this is seven years and she's been retold by my count at least four times uh-huh yeah uh so, you know, she's kind of like been in a, a round. Like, I think people know that she exists like the mm-hmm. same way we probably did. Well, we do. We did. Um, up until we read her. <laughs> We're just like, well, I know she exists, but I don't know anything about her. Because okay. she's been like in and out of comments. She's like a guest appearance person yeah. for a long time. And I mean, then- this, this is her own title comic and it reads as like a bunch of guest appearances. Right. So they still... I think are struggling with like who what she's supposed to be doing like what her place is in the spider-verse like all that stuff okay uh, so she that's just my personal uh opinion she was a legal she was a legal loophole yes <clears throat> so 
Oh my god. She's in and out of comics for a while. She kind of falls out. Mark dies. Uh, so then it's kind of like, well, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody. He was like the one that was like, this is, I like her. That's fair. Uh, and then she's named after like Nancy Drew. Oh. Jessica was someone's daughter. I forgot which one, but they her Aww. like a daughter and Drew. Uh, so she kind of comes back as guest appearances in 2003. In 2005, the new Avengers was launched. And mm-hmm. she's like part of the group. Um, but it's been a lot of like, uh, <laughs> she's here, she's not. Who is she? <laughs> and then we see the Spider-Verse and like the Spider-Verse was just like a big, I was not reading comics at the time, but I just remember mm-hmm. like it being a big event. Yeah. Where Marvel's like, all the spiders are going to meet. We're talking about all of them. So obviously she gets included. Yeah. As that's happening, we see uh, they were already like writing for her. Mm-hmm and oh what was it called i know in 2009 she had a story yeah like she had a a comic run she did it was written by bendis oh yeah and drawn on with art by alex malivi malif it was seven issues oh um wow yeah uh, not a lot of time to get established no in 2014 she was a key player in the spider-verse event which is kind of like where we come in yeah that is where we come in yeah and then it gets interrupted in 2015 by the secret wars event yeah which is again where we're at. <laughs> like it's two things emerging so us reading this not <laughs> it's not madness <laughs> it is maddening okay okay I I, this, is, this is what i know about this all right is that this her 2014 Spider-Woman comic run was started just specifically to have crossovers with like the Spider-Verse event. That's what that's why it's the four issue force, the first four issues. And then like Dennis Hopeless had like an idea. And so they kind of kept with it because people people bought the books. People enjoyed the character. Mm-hmm. So they kept it going. They cancel it for Secret Invasion. They cancel it for that storyline. And then they bring it back. Right. Only this isn't a continuation of this run. This run, this run is considered canceled. They yeah. just they start a whole new one when they bring it back in like six months, mm-hmm. which means that if someone if someone is buying issue one of that run, it is a continuation of this one story. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's they didn't. So I picked. They're setting this character up to fail. The worst <laughs> thing for Miranda's break. They can't... are setting this character up to fail. Well, and that's what I mean by like, it's been a struggle with her because they'll do things and it's it's not like it's written poorly or anything no! like that. It's just they don't let her thrive. So it'll start and you're like, okay, I'm invested in this. And then something happens. You're like, wait, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I... Also, I didn't need to read the first five of this. Uh-huh. It's like, what is, it's just... <sighs> So I have, um, I have like a larger argument that uh, part of the problem with uh, specifically DC comics, again, comics, again, that's where my background is. Mm -hmm. But like part of the problem with DC comics is they set up like female characters and characters of color and queer characters. They set them up to fail by like centering the narrative on like that thing that makes them othered. Yeah. And by, like, not being intentional with the characters. So, like, they they set the characters up to fail. And then when their books don't do well, they say, oh, well, people just aren't interested in reading this. And it's like, no, you wrote it badly. Right. And yeah. I feel like that's what's happening with Spider-Woman 
like from 1977 on of it's just been she's been rebooted a bunch. She's been recharacterized a bunch. No one has stuck with it. Like inconsistent characterization, inconsistent storytelling. Like it's this, this, because people, the reason this turned from just like a, a comic book to exist for the purposes of crossover into like an actual story was because people were buying it and were enjoying it. And so they continued it on past right. like those first four comics. And then they just cancel it because they needed to use the character somewhere else instead of like putting it on hiatus or instead of like having filler episodes. Cause I'm going to be very honest. I like, I started jiving with this when they started doing like the magical mystery road trip. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. It's, and then when they bring the back, the book back there's, it's not as a continuation. It's not like, it's not issue 11 of this run. Mm -mm. It's an issue one of something else, which means if you are just walking into this, you're going to have no fucking idea what's happening. Mm -hmm. I mean, they try, but it's not, the same it's kind of like so i don't think you've watched the she hulk show but for those who have watched it Mm -hmm. it they're like episodic but they have did i use that word episodic yeah Yeah. so like they're in their little cases right and then but they have like a small thread that ties it and it gets bigger and bigger because the way the marvel tv shows usually go (laughs) that's how it goes yeah and then at the end it all comes together Mm -hmm. and something happens um and this is kind of similar it's just like if you if you were reading the main event and then reading this it makes more sense we just kind of i specifically just kind of was like (laughs) oh this looks fun we did not read the main events (laughs) no so we're just kind of going into it and it adds confusion but like to be fair Mm -hmm. how many people are how many people who are i would say me being more new to it know that like okay i have to read this to really understand and then on top of this like so you get something that's really tied to the main event and then Mm -hmm. they're like oh we're gonna keep developing this like character and then they switch the art style (laughs) so it looks like a completely different book and that's not to say the art style is like neither one is better or worse than the other it's just confusing oh i'll say it i enjoyed javier rodriguez more that's the second portion of it yeah yeah well it's less of the time i think it's like the 2014 drawings of superhero was very like (laughs) like latex suit stuck yeah it was just like a nude body with wet drapery style yeah so but they're they're technically drawn well they're not like out of proportion like we've seen like the she-hulk ones like she was out of proportion yeah these are drawn well they're just highly stylized to like that type and like the gaze the particular like male gaze (laughs) you can say male gaze here no one's going to come for us well it's the internet but it's fine it's true though i stand by that though because there's definitely Mm -hmm. like a scene where she's like i think it's like three panels in and like the way the suit is drawn it's like a muted yellow color but it looks like she's just naked and her like Mm -hmm. hoo-ha is out basically i don't know if you know which one i'm talking about but yeah this this one yep and i was just like is she naked i'm like oh it's like (laughs) yellow but it looks like her skin tone um and then when we get the the newer or the second half of this she her they changed her her outfit which is nice because it's like makes more sense mm-hmm. it seems more functional to be honest <laughs> she doesn't have a stupid mask on anymore yes i enjoyed the second outfit a lot better and the whole but the whole style is different so like if you're just like some someone going to buy it you're gonna think like oh this is a whole different story mm-hmm. why is there only five issues of the other story yep so i agree with you where it's like they just don't put enough and by they i don't necessarily mean the creatives i think just like 
the bigger entity is just like, well, it's not making money. So pull the bitch. <laughs> oh, it's making money. Okay. Well, let's add a little bit to it, but not like a whole lot. Cause this gets canceled too. Like they add the extra five onto this and then they mm -hmm. do like another few after the same team. Yeah. And then it gets canceled. I, I think, I don't know. I don't know if it got canceled that quickly. I, there's one that has like the cover that they tease at the end of this series that um, lasted for like 17 issues, which is Decent. a respectable amount of time. It's over a year. Okay. So fair, but it's just, it, it's, it's just infuriating because it feels like it feels like they're making decisions that are going to guarantee that people either don't discover this book, you know, or like mm -hmm. they either don't discover this book. Or they're not going to keep reading this book because they're just not going to know what's happening. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I think Marvel has been doing a little bit better at DC in terms of like readability, mm -hmm. but both of the, both of like part of the problem with like the two major publishers of comic books is that they've been really struggling to get new readers in. Yeah. That's because they make comic books so inaccessible. Yeah. I was just having a conversation with one of my other friends who reads comics and mm -hmm. he he has like a really good memory of comics like he can place a lot of things yeah um and i told him i was like have you seen the app <laughs> he's like no and i was like it's really cool because they like put all the collections together and like oh you want to read this this is a good entry point and like doing yeah. those things to make it more accessible um so that's really cool but there is like a cost associated to this it's not just free right mm -hmm. you can i mean yeah. Well, I mean, like you're not, <laughs> but you're not going to subscribe to the app unless you already like are a comic reader. Yeah. Like, the reason I have access to both of like the DC and the Marvel app is a, because like I do this project but B because like, I'm like my dad reads comic books mm -hmm. and I'm like a self-proclaimed historian, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know? So like, it's a practical feature. We were art. We were both already hooked in. Like we were yeah. already buying month to month issues. Right. This isn't what's going to be the thing for someone who is just starting out. No, unless someone gives them their account. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it has to be like someone's someone, someone that is into this and then they get into it. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, yeah. like it's, it's just, mm. It's just frustrating because, like, I don't personally like Jessica Drew very much. I think she's an asshole, but yeah, like, there was parts of the story that were really fun and really engaging, and like, I had a good time reading it. And I just find it very frustrating that they don't seem to value this character on her own merits. Yes, it's very like Scooby Doo gay. Like, she doesn't have a whole lot of like mm -hmm. spotlight on herself, even mm -hmm. though it's her book. Yeah. And then they also use this opportunity to introduce a new character, which mm -hmm. is Silk, right? Oh, is She's... this where Silk was introduced? She gets introduced during this, like, event. Yeah, she gets introduced during this event. I yes. didn't know if, like, okay. No, no, no. I think she was probably already, I think she was already introduced because they're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you should know about her being yeah. chased. I... But All right. they're putting a new character in with yeah. a character that's struggling. So it's like, oh, well, who's this character? Like, I think mm -hmm. naturally you want to know more. Because, like, I was reading and I was like, so what happened to Silk? <laughs> okay, I will, to like, I think I can, I can explain away that one. Because, okay. again, um, this wasn't, like, the Spider-Woman book wasn't long running. It was, like, they started the 2014 run specifically to have, like, these crossover, these tie-in issues with the main event that was happening at the time. Right. So, like, you wouldn't be reading Spider-Woman because you liked 
necessarily, I mean, you might be reading Spider-Woman because you like Spider-Woman, but you would be reading like these first four issues existed specifically to be tie-ins to the larger event, which means you were already reading the main event and then buying the tie-ins. It would, it's like um, when we read Civil War, Mm -hmm. how like I complained about how like it was just a rock'em sock'em because all of like the interesting ethical questions were handled in the the tie-in books. Right. This is a tie-in book. Yes, this is just a tie-in book. Like, it's not even a crossover because this wasn't a pre-established run. Mm-hmm. Like, this is specifically a tie-in book. So, like, you wouldn't be buying this on its own. You would be buying this within the context of, like, the the Spider War or Web Warriors event. Right. I forgot what it was called. I think right. it was Web Warriors. So, like, you would already know who Silk is because you would, be, you would have already have been buying those books. True. Okay. That so makes that's, sense. That is, like, kind of where, like, uh, the context of place and time makes sense we are reading this years after it was published but Mm -hmm. if you're reading it month to month you would know that because you know you would see it on the shelves yep and then there's a yeah and at the end of like all all four of these issues there is a checklist yeah (laughs) (laughs) which i appreciated so much because like (laughs) god damn it a lot of events don't give you checklists oh yeah it is so frustrating like it's it's a lot of cross a lot of major events don't actually give you checklists you have to like do research to find them and the fact that it was just included on a comic that you were already buying is just so nice (laughs) they did it they did it for us they did they should that should probably be like common practice it's honestly should it honestly should because like they want to sell the comics right Right. They want to sell the comics. My brain is broken. So if I'm reading an event, I have to read everything that connects to the event. Just tell me. Just tell me what connects. Don't make me figure I will it out. Read it. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it if you tell me. <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. Um, the first major event that I read, like as it was happening, was Blackest Night. And my dad is has like is like a gotta catch them all personality like me. Uh-huh. And so um the way that I read it was uh, it was during the summer. We went on a series of like long car trips. And so every single car trip, my dad would hand me a stack of like 30 comics and it would be like all the tie ins and everything for like that month. Oh, my God. So <laughs> he did I all the resourcing as- for you. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> I was a little kid. Well, yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. OK, sorry. Back. No, you're good. It's You're been totally an hour. Fine. It's not oh, been an hour. It's been 40 minutes. It's okay. So the reason I did pick this uh, was because it's something we had never read. And I feel like it leads to nice discussions about stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Hope you all enjoyed that part. Um, so for mm-hmm. this episode, we're going to try to just not do panel for panel or page for page. We're just going to do like a quick synopsis and then just kind of discuss it and like lead into the next one. We'll see how it works. We're testing things out. Yeah. So, yeah, let's get started. This first issue um, establishes Jessica and mm-hmm. Silk and the bad guys. And it basically just establishes that, like, she's... Again, this happens in She-Hulk, right? Where she's like, well, somebody has to babysit someone. Like, hey, yeah. you're being chased. Like, I need to take yeah. care of you. Uh, I, oh, they do mention She-Hulk in this. I wish we would have seen her, but it's okay. I get it. It's because her, her office is in the same place as She-Hulk's office. It's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think, okay, so there's a 20, I think it was uh, the 2014 She-Hulk run that was happening like around the same time as this. Mm-hmm. She started her own private practice. Mm-hmm. And so she had to get an office space and she had a really hard time finding it because everyone's like, you're a fucking superhero. I don't want my building wrecked. 
True. And so there's a special like office building that is like it specifically rents space. It's like a WeWorks, but it's a WeWorks <sighs> for like the civilian jobs of super people. Superworks. <laughs> Yeah. Oh gosh. No. And so that's where her office is. And I assume that's also where Jessica's office is. They just all are actually like in a like weird high pal situation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's Avenger Tower, but only if you had to have real jobs. When you don't quite want to be an Avenger anymore, where do you live? They kick you out there. So <laughs> uh yeah, that does not get established in this one, but it's fun no. to talk about. <laughs> It's just, it's just a, a fun thing that I know. They do like cute stuff in it. That's one mm-hmm. thing. Like I wish they would have just like let it go for longer. I get that this one is smaller, and then you said they did do like a year's worth of like this run. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she is like a fun character to read. Yeah. She is a little unlikable. <laughs> I will say they kind of establish like she's like I don't want to be doing this. Like I have to take care of these morons. <laughs> yeah um so the way that this is broken up is this is a 10 issue run um and in those 10 issues you really get i would say two and a half stories yeah so the first four are the ones that connect with the spider with like the the web warrior event i think it's web warrior i get it i'm probably gonna be wrong it's fine but the first four connect to that event and honestly it's not it's not really much of a story so much as like additional content for an actual story (laughs) (laughs) maybe we should do the event one day (laughs) (laughs) right Uh, and then the next four are um their own self-contained story that's set up for like what i assume was meant to be a longer like reoccurring story that is like the two the last two issues that then gets interrupted by secret invasion yeah so uh do you want to do the synopsis for the first story uh sure i'll try okay so the first story, like I said, they get introduced. Uh, we see Jessica. She does a power pose. We see Silk. Silk's kind of like kind of bratty, but also I get it. <laughs> She's like, I'm not going to get caught. They're being chased by the inheritors, mm-hmm. Bricks and Bora, and they're chasing Silk. I don't really know why they're chasing her because I didn't read the main plot. <laughs> oh, they want to eat her. Oh, great. They just want to eat her. I thought there was like a bigger <laughs> thing. I mean, there might be a bigger thing, but that's what I got. It sets up that the inheritors, the inheritors are universe conquerors. Mm-hmm. They live on Loom World, which is a composite world of all the different universes they've conquered, and they eat spider people. <laughs> like what a fun so, problem! Right? <laughs> it's such a specific problem <laughs> for spider spider folks. Yeah, I don't know why there's so many spider folk. They're universal constant. Apparently, like they're not ever going to stop. So we see that um, they also can like travel through time and space. Mm -hmm. Doesn't really get. They've got their own version of a boom tube. Mm -hmm. We don't need to explain. You just have to accept things when reading this. Yeah. Um, We go to Spider-Man world because and we know it's that because everything is like in a muted (laughs) yes there's a speakeasy uh we see black cat they're basically like she's telling um what's her face so Mm -hmm. like you need to just like lie low and so it's like "Ah, can't tell me what to do yep don't tell me what to do (laughs) she's like i'm telling you like i swear i know what i'm doing stop doing it you're gonna get caught these people are no joke and so it's very much like whatever dude like i've been hiding my entire life i got this handled 
don't worry about it. And then we see Spider-Man, Gwen Stacy, and the other Spider-Person, Spider-Girl? What? I'm guessing her name. I don't know. (laughs) I don't don't know. (laughs) I didn't look it up. I made a note to look it up, and then I forgot, because she's only really in this one. She's just Uh, in I know her first name is Anya. Okay, Anya in spider form, again with a (laughs) stupid mask. (laughs) Gwen is the only one that makes sense, and also that doesn't make sense to me, because she has, like, a morph suit mask. Like, it's like Spider-Man's mask. That's fine. But they gave her a hood. And I want to the construction. How does she get into it? Okay. <laughs> is it like I, a whole slip? All right. I have a theory. Her? I've thought about this. I've had the theory. She wears a morph suit. And then she puts like a, a hoodie on top of it. Fair. That's my theory. But because it's like the Spider-Man suit is basically just a morph suit. One unit, though. I don't think it is. It I think looks, it's just, I think, don't think it's a white it's a white morph suit and a white hoodie, right? Uh, great. <laughs> so she gets, so, okay, in this, uh, is, hire me for superhero costume design. <laughs> Obviously, I'm a genius. Everyone wears hoodies. Nobody gets hot. Uh, <laughs> hot girl. It is hot girl summer, Elena. Hot girl summer all the time because nothing is breathable. <laughs> so spider-man shows up mm-hmm. they're like spider-man's like hey so i'm gonna take you off this case uh and put the other two which is anya and gwen stacy mm-hmm. spider gwen they're gonna be in charge of taking care of silk and it's i almost called her wonder woman um spider woman is like won't release control but she doesn't want to do it she's like i don't want to be taking care of this kid but like i don't trust these other kids to be taking care of her and so she's just kind of like girl what do you want like you have an out but she's just like over the like i think she's uh, just over the event game yeah yeah like she's like i'm fucking hate all you guys like leave me alone she's like what if a character realized that they were just in a series of rock'em sock'em events and was just like fuck that yeah and she's trying to live her own life so she kind of like shit talks silk Mm. (laughs) and just like she saw like She's too naive. She's going to get caught. She's nice, but she's like dumb. And then, uh, of course, Silk hears her <laughs> because why wouldn't she? Mm-hmm. And Silk does like pout, walk away. Mm. Yep. Teleports to a different dimension, immediately gets attacked. Yep. Yay! Spider Woman, meanwhile, has been reassigned to, um, she's been reassigned to an espionage case. Yeah. Wherein she's going to infiltrate Loom World and figure out what the master plan is of the inheritors. Ooh. Very confusing. So confusing. And she's not, the- <laughs> they keep trying to say that she's a super spy. And I'm like, she's a shit spy. She's not a good spy. She oh. is not a good spy. I've all the spy movies, and I mean like fantastical spies, because yeah. you've got to be able to yes and, man. Dude, literally. Yeah, homegirl gets attacked, and who else joins? Like the inheritors. A high school improv class would be better spots. Truly, yes. Honestly, yes. Week. That's the end of that first issue. Yep. Uh, Second issue, and in the beginning, they kind of tell you her story too, which I think is nice. Multiple panel look. We see her. She's in spy mode. Yep. In Loom World, and there's also and does does spy mode involve being non conspicuous in any way? No. No. What's she wearing, Alita? That fucking mask <laughs> and her fucking suit. Yep. Like she doesn't know other clothes exist because she controls when she teleports. <laughs> she can change. She can just change. No one's no one's gonna think it's weird that there's just a random person in a lycra suit. 
nobody thinks that's weird except everybody in the crowd who immediately is like, oh my god! A super person! Let me get your autograph! They crowd her and she's like, no! (laughs) Make a line! She's been in the con circuits. (laughs) And she gets attacked. By a Brought to a pirate man. ship. I died. I was like, am I really reading a pirate story? <laughs> I am I'm gonna be very honest. Like I I was down for the pirate story. Oh my god, I am not surprised. <laughs> yes. So she gets brought to a pirate ship and there she's trying to yes and but she's she's very awkward, which like I guess if that's part of her characterization, I can accept that. But can you just stop trying to gaslight me and tell me she's a good spy? She is not a good spy. Yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, she, but whose pirate ship is it? Uh, he looked like Keanu Reeves. To me. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's supposed to be the, he's supposed to be that version that universe's version of Namor. Oh, Keanu Reeves, <laughs> Sandra Bullock. This is the one I needed. Oh my Why does it look like Keanu Reeves? He does with the mustache. This particular panel. He does look like Keanu. Absolutely, Keanu is a vampire, and apparently, he's also a pirate. More so, pirate vampire. Yeah. So yeah, it's his ship. Is there's a second Jessica? Right. I need help with this. Okay. So there's a second Jessica. (laughs) Yes. So that's why everyone's freaking out. Is because this world's like Jessica is um the it girl. Oh yeah. So, like, she's a celebrity. Everybody loves her. Um, I think it gets implied that everybody loves her because she's just constantly gassing them. Yes. <laughs> like She is. <laughs> she needs attention. And it's yes. available to her because she can do the pheromone thing. Yeah. So she's the it girl. Everybody brings her presents. Um, she works for the inheritors, but she doesn't. She's not down for the inheritors. She's just kind of working for her own, like, means. Yeah. Which, like, she's a spider person. They eat spider people. I get it. Yeah. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. I don't. And- it, that never gets brought up in this, by the way. It never gets brought up as to whether or not she was ever on the menu. And then she just gassed them. Yeah. Because then they could just gas them the whole time. And then it wouldn't be a problem. There would be no issues. Yeah. Literally. Um, yeah, so homegirls walking around the way that we distinguish the two is that one wears a mask. Our Jessica wears a mask and like mm-hmm. celebrity Jessica doesn't wear a mask. She yep. looks better without the damn mask. Uh, so the pirate Neymar is like, my love. Yeah. And she's like, uh, he's going to catch on to me. So she blasts him with pheromones. And yep. he's also like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I love you, too. And she does like say that she has like an ethical issue with it. Like she's like, yeah. I got to do what I got to do. But I wouldn't do it if I didn't have to do it. I mean, I think it, I'm pretty sure her ability to gas people is just the entire reason she's a good spy. Dude. <laughs> Anytime she, like people start to ask questions, she's just like, <laughs> I am safe. As this is happening, we also see Silk and she's kind of like running away from the uh, inhibitors because they want to eat her. Mm-hmm. She's running through multiverses. She ends up in like World War II universe and gets blown up and it breaks her teleporter. What a shock. Woo! Woo. And then she like, I don't know. The inhibitors aren't that bright. Like they are, they They're give not. they give off the vibe of nepotism, baby. They really do. Um <laughs> She goes to a world where, like, it's uninhabitable, so they, they can't go Oh, in that's there. later. Oh, 
So first things first, she jumps, she, what, because they're nepotism babies, they start quibbling about details. And then she's just mm-hmm. like, this is awkward. Uh, you've got a portal. I'm just gonna take your portal. And she ends up on Loom World. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Meanwhile, other Jess. Jess and Jess. Yep. Uh, is- <laughs> it's so silly, you guys. <laughs> like, our Jess, our Jess is on the boat. Other Jess is like with her fans. So our yep. Jess is like trying not to get caught. But she sucks as a spy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so she's it's she's in the other jet. Okay. Uh, Jess one two. How are we going to distinguish them? Just mask. Um, mask. Okay. Mask maskless. and not mask. Maskless. <laughs> maskless is in the palace. You know, it's revealed like she works for them. Like she's fairly high up. All that and like she's the an Wonder asshole. Twins return, and oh they're god. just like, oh my god, I can't believe you lost like the little spider person. And it's like, oh my god, I didn't lose them. They just they're so fast, and they're just like, hey, if you see a spider around here, like give a call. Yep. And of course, that's when Silk runs in and is like, oh my god, Jess, I found you. You're right. I have no survival skills. And of course, this is maskless, not Jess. Right. And so maskless is like spider, spider in the house. Yep. And, and then, then that's when Jess pops up and is like, boop. Decks her right in the face, knocks yep. her out, uh, yep. drives her by her hair. Bum, Unnecessary. Bum, bum. Yeah, but it's just, that's why she was like, well. Yes. And then to, she, they do kind of like explain that she just mm-hmm. really hates her too. Well, <laughs> like she said, she's a bitch. I can't stand villains. That's like her attitude. She's like better than everybody. Yeah, she's, if she's you, not like other girls. Yeah, if you read it, you get the vibe really quickly. And it is like, I'm not like those other superhero bitches. I'm the main one. Yeah, uh, Nobody can do it like me. I like to arm wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> I am friends with She-Hulk. Yeah. So it makes me strong. But yeah, so uh, that it's at that point that like the broken watch is exchanged for the working watch. Mm-hmm. The, the broken boom tube is, is exchanged for the working boom tube. Yeah, That's when Silk goes to an irradiated world, which... The Wonder Twins start to try to follow her too. They can't set foot in there. So she now knows that she's safe. All yeah. right. We can leave her alone for a bit. Meanwhile, uh, Jess drags Mathless, maskless, maskless to the pirate ship and is just like, hey, I need to like a pleasure cruise for like a few weeks. Just uh, take this trunk out there. Don't ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then she tries to insert herself into uh, that Jess's life again. Without taking off her mask. Which is like the number, like, t- if you're the spy, take like the mask seven off. seven people have remarked on the fact, like, oh my god, you don't normally wear a mask. You're a narc, bro. <laughs> you're a narc. Um, she is, like, not acting like her, like, she's not acting, like, maskless. So Neymar's like, oh. Yeah. Because she didn't okay. take any. Like, she bowed to him. She's like, what the fuck? Oh, no, that's not Neymar. Oh, what? <laughs> Neymar's the pirate. But who's this other guy, then? This other guy is one of the inheritors. He's the older brother here inherited. He's the oldest. His name is Morlin. <laughs> okay, sorry. Both long haired. <laughs> Not every man with long dark hair is the same. Dracula esque. You're right. This one looks more. His he outfit does. is different. He's less piratey. He's more. Yeah. Cool. He looks like um like if if Lucius Malfoy had black hair <laughs> instead of <laughs> yellow. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> I have no notes to that description. Uh, yeah, so they have like a relationship. Yeah, and he Jess, kisses her. 
uh, maskless doesn't actually like him. It's just that's what's kept her off the menu all these years. Yeah, she's uh, she says it later. She's a concubine. Yeah. So all right, and that's the end of that issue. Okay, so we're into the third issue. Yep. And this one is hold on. Oh, you're fine. Mine like freaked out, so I had to fix my my yeah. little app. Oh, this is when she gets caught. Mm-hmm. Okay. This makes a lot of sense. I was like, how is he now? Like, she's not on the boat. You know what I mean? She's just gassing. She is just gassing him. That is all that is yeah. happening here. She's just like, like every time she makes like a faux pas, which makes a bunch of faux pas. She makes a bunch of simple faux pas. Yes. Like she does. Like, she really does. She recognizes that this is Morlin, who is like the oldest of the of the the inheritors he's the big guy in charge and he gives her like he clearly is trying to romance her with a meal and she doesn't eat it which like what is wrong I, with you i get it Not, shellfish isn't everyone's thing but like unless she is going to go into anaphylaxis you just gotta yes and this and eat it she is like too stubborn to be a spy yes. you know what i mean like she's like oh i don't like that i'm not gonna do mm-hmm. it but like if you're an undercover anything you have to kind of go along with the game and hope that you know enough to not get caught (laughs) yeah like yes you have three siblings oh Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i know that (laughs) like like rule number one would be don't insult your host oh no she doesn't have to be she's unlikable (laughs) remember she was written that way but it's stupid it's stupid and likable like i know it's it's not it doesn't serve a purpose right is what I'm saying. It doesn't. You're right. Like, it doesn't like make her a better. Mm-hmm. It's not like she was like, ooh, spicy. And then he's like, ooh, I like you more like this. He's like, why are you acting like this? Weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and it's just, she breaks like the cardinal rules of improv. You know, she doesn't <laughs> do yes and. She says no. Like it's at one point he asks her to dance. Right. And she doesn't know how to dance. And that's fine. That is something she could not like. That is something that she can't really yes her and her way out of. It's an ability she does not have. But right. rather than being like, oh, but I'm much more interested in doing like blah, blah, blah. She's just like, nope. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like that would, it would have been a great way to redirect and like, oh, you know, uh, how about we talk in like your office? I don't, I don't know. I'm not a spy. No. I don't know what spies do. But you are a yes answer. So I you know that you have to create something else. Yeah, and she doesn't. And then he gets messed up about it because obviously he's like, this is his side piece. And she's not acting right. Right. And then she comes up with the worst excuse on the planet Mm -hmm. to get out of the situation. (laughs) She's sick. And then she doesn't even come up with it by herself. He's like, are you not feeling well? She's like, that's it. That's my key. Yeah, I don't feel good. I have diarrhea. Bye. (laughs) She's like, I got to poop. I will be leaving now. Thank you. And he's like, uh, gross. Okay. <laughs> like, when that, like, I will agree. <laughs> Having to take a violent shit will probably get you out of most situations. When is that ever going to be the reason that no one's going to remember? like she can just quietly excuse herself like i need to, like i'm just having a moment i need to go lay down she could have yeah. excused herself so many other ways she could have no. just been like i don't feel where well like i have a headache i feel woozy yeah i feel all these other things the because that not so much because like, i don't like yeah if you need to go to the bathroom and it's a poop that's fine whatever you gotta go 
but it would buy you more time if it you would. do a like a long ailment versus like diarrhea. Yes, it's gonna take you a while, but you're not gonna be in there the whole time. You can leave and come back. Do the one where you can just lay down and be like, I have to sleep this off. Sorry. Yeah, like I'm leaving for the night. Thank you so much for the shrimp. Bye. Like it's it would get her out of the situation, but it's not like you're gonna remember that. It's not like a, like it's part, like one of the things with lying is you don't give details. You make it as vague as possible. So it could be true. Mm-hmm. And telling someone that you have to go poop really bad, <laughs> they're going to remember that. <laughs> right. And she thought she was so cunning. She's like, that's why I didn't eat the shrimp. <laughs> like what? That's why you didn't eat the, you would have thrown up <laughs> if you were that sick. Oh, she's yeah. like high control of herself. But it's just, it's just, there's. She could have played the damsel and gotten like infil- in- infiltrated his space. There's so many other options than like. She's been spying for a day. That's it. <laughs> She's an intern. <laughs> she doesn't know. Um, as this is happening, we are still like in, in, in tied in with Silk, and she's like in a radiated mm-hmm. radiated planet. So she finds like a little cockroach, becomes a little cockroach pal, which I yeah. was like kind of funny, and she makes like a. If you ever played Fallout, they mm-hmm. make like this like scuba, like old timey scuba suit thing that you walk around so you're not radiated in. Yeah. Um, she basically makes one of those, but out of web, so she can like protect herself from the radiation. Yep. Which is pretty smart, I think. I don't know what I would have done. So. Yeah. And she I, has to find a space. It. She's doing something, but it doesn't matter what she's doing because uh, it, it doesn't have any follow through within the series of comics. Mm-hmm. It has to follow through in the other event books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> so she's just walking around. <laughs> yep. Meanwhile, we meanwhile, see... she is not gone to the bathroom. No, she's Instead, gone to the vents. To the vents. She's crawling around the vents, and then she's having a loud conversation in the in front of the latrines. <laughs> she's so confusing. <laughs> so many. There's just it's just poop jokes. Yeah, her dress obviously gets caught, so she needs to rip it at the ass mm-hmm. because it needs to happen. Period. Yeah, like I just, I just feel like as a super spy, if you're in, if you're replacing somebody and you find out the person you're replacing is like the side piece to the big bad, I feel like that is like spy gold. Uh huh. Like a billion nightmare, but spy, yes. like yes, I'm gonna get so much information out of this guy. Uh huh. Totally. And she doesn't use it at all. No, she's just, why would you go to the vents? <laughs> I, I want to know. know the infrastructure of this castle. Because I never thought about castles having like an air con. <laughs> They're just old, so they don't have units. Right. It doesn't make sense. I, As, In a logistical <laughs> standpoint, through architecture, it doesn't make any sense. And that's yep. okay. It just, I just, I didn't think about it reading it. I'm going through it right now. <laughs> exactly. And then she she just stumbles into I don't know how to describe this room, but it's just try your best. <laughs> okay. So she stumbles into she stumbles through a hallway into a room that is full of like the web of universes. Like it is a literal web with like all the different universes ensnared within it. And we find out that the inheritors have a steampunk spider god. Yeah, it's really strange. It's probably better explained in the main event. But it just, it kind of feels like this would be in, like, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange's house. Yeah. Because uh, you can see all the 
all to all the universes through it and it is like through a web it does look it's pretty designed the colors are pretty too the spider god has like a face mask that's a bunch of little eyes Mm -hmm. not little eyes i don't i can't handle it but bigger it's like a bane it's like a bane mask Uh uh-huh and he has like cool things and he's just explaining to her like this is where you see everything Mm -hmm. blah 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 He's like, I am been imprisoned here. And then he gives her a scroll and he's like, to help your quest. I ordained everything to get you here so I could give you the scroll. You know, fight well, web warriors. And she says, cool. <laughs> yep. And then she tries to go through a portal. And he's like, oh my God, don't do that. Don't do that. Flasher. He's like, why? He's like, they're going to track you, you idiot. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... She's she, like, damn it. Because she thought she was out of there. She has to go back with uh yep. Count with Morlin over here. <laughs> and <laughs> he is. He is. He <laughs> she he also gives her a watch. He gives her the scroll and then like the ability to like travel again. And she is so No, 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 he doesn't. This is the broken one. Oh, it's the broken he one. He acknowledges oh, that it's broken. It That's why she doesn't use it to travel because she doesn't actually think uh... it will take her. But she, it's like a last ditch effort because she is like backed into a corner by by Lord Lucius. Yes, <laughs> Lord <laughs> Lucius. Thank you. That's better. Yep. And so she like zaps it away, and it gets to Spider Man. Yay! Doesn't take her with her. And then she gets out of whatever was going to happen with like her evil boyfriend by bringing up her pooping, and then he leaves. He's like, oh, <laughs> she drives away or she boats away. Yep. To the pirate ship. Yeah, she goes to the pirate ship because she's going to go, like, switch back, basically. And then, meanwhile, Jess did not stay in the chest. Her maskless did not stay in the chest. A pirate queen. I love it for her. I love... She's a boss babe. I somehow, like, I like that Jess more. The maskless Jess. I do. I think it's more realistic. I'm like, yeah, if people, like, were into me and would do all my bidding, (laughs) I would totally, like, take it away. Oh, man. I would be evil if I had power. (laughs) No, absolutely. I have had multiple conversations with like uh, various friends about how if I ever got like isekai, like I wouldn't be a hero. Like I would take over. <laughs> I would be the problem. It's me. <laughs> I'm the problem. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Yeah. So Jess. Yeah. Who just cannot handle people? She doesn't like punches massless Jess. Mm-hmm. And then, meanwhile, other spiders come in. Silk and Spider Gwen come in. They quickly fight the pirates. Yay! That's the end of that one. Yep. Uh-huh. Four, right? Issue four. Issue four. All right. Here now at issue four, the first part of it, we get uh, Maskless' like perspective. Her perspective, and she's just living her best life. She's like, she's a pirate queen. She does some yoga. She's just like, I deserve this. I've I've had to be that guy's side piece for so long. I'm I'm just so happy here. Yeah, this is way better. I don't have to be a concubine. These yep. people just worship me. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, she's got like one guy making her smoothies. She's got Namor rubbing her feet. She's living the dream. She really is. Um while <laughs> and, then, and then the spider people beat up the pirate crew and she's like, not you good, not you again yeah <laughs> she's like geez can you leave me alone yeah and they're just like no 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 we're not we're not here for that uh we realize that by defeating the inheritors we've left kind of a power vacuum here yeah and it can't be like this um yeah 
Is this, is this where they vote her in? Where they're like, yeah, you can just be the queen. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Like, we didn't bring you here to fight. Like, you know, we think you should take over. Yeah. She's like, oh, well, that's a different thing. Then yes, I will. That is it. a horse of a different color. Yes. <laughs> and so they just reinstate her. They just instate her as like a populist queen. Oh, love it. Then they leave. <laughs> this is it's the dream. What would you do if they if made you, me like a queen? Yes, if you were made queen. I would just do art all the time. <laughs> like, you guys figure it out. I'll instate people with degrees. Who knows what to do? I didn't study this. Who's a, Who has a doctorate in political science? Right. All right. You're going to make policy. Let's go. <laughs> Keep these things in mind. Okay. I don't want to see y'all breaking these rules. Uh, I will. Bye. Fair. Goodbye. I want no responsibility. <laughs> oh, my God. And then every so often do you like displays of power. Just to remind them. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what Maskless is going to do. Yeah. Sure <laughs> you just describe like her exact life. I'm her. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I love that for you. Thank you. Man, what, what would you do? Um, I would probably be a lot more hands-on. That sounds more you. Yeah. I do believe that if I ever became like queen, then it is my responsibility to look after the welfare of the people. And so I would be a lot more hands-on in terms of creating policy. However, I would create a a large cabinet of advisors but make no mistake my at the end of the day it is my law Mm -hmm. um i would be firm but fair nice (laughs) i feel like you put more thought into this and i (laughs) like "Ah, vacation (laughs) when i was um when i was in i think starting in third grade uh, i started drafting plans for how to take over the world amazing so and like it wasn't just about taking over the world it was also about like what i would do with it Mm-hmm. You know, I think that everyone has a right to food. I think everyone has a right to shelter. I think everyone has the right to clothing mm-hmm. and everyone has a right to education and healthcare. Yeah. Like those would be, those are kind of my five basic tenants. People should have like, if, if I, as their ruler have any right to take pride in my country and my people, then they deserve at the very least a high standard of living. Yeah. Nice. So, so I do not, I cannot guarantee there'd be a lot of free speech though. <laughs> I'm very delicate. <laughs> I'd cry <laughs> as we make a public <laughs> audio recording. <laughs> I I do like I can recognize I can look at myself and recognize that I would probably be a tyrant, but I like to think that it's like the steel fist inside the velvet glove. Okay, <laughs> I have not put that much thought. I would just be like la la la. Yes, everyone. Well, I mean, I do. I would expect certain things like, yeah, Mm -hmm. like everything you said, I agree with. And then after that, like y'all need to cover these basic things, make it of quality and find the money to do it. Good luck. That's what I expect. (laughs) I would delegate. Good. I mean, that's that's probably better for everyone. The delegation. I don't know. (laughs) Just managing people is difficult. Mm -hmm. So we are back to Matt Hatton. Earth 616. Three days later. And we see Marvel. Captain Marvel and <laughs> Spider Woman with her fucking mask. They are going to Avengers headquarters. Uh, what are they going to do? Put in their two weeks. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and that's it. That's all that happens. Yeah. That's really it. That's half of this book. More than half of this book is just her trying to talk to old man Captain America to uh, say, I quit. <laughs> and she's like guilt ridden because he's old now. <laughs> if he wasn't old, I don't think she'd feel bad. Yeah, he, he does. I will say he does like look like every nice white grandpa from like Christmas movies. Yeah, very Mr. Rogers. Yeah, oh, he is Mr. Rogers. Oh, Steve Rogers. Duh. 
<laughs> nice. I didn't even put that together. Number five, you beginning quit. of story arc two. Let's go. She the reason she quits the Avengers is she wants a quieter life because she's just like, man, like there's been wars and scroll queens, and like I just like I just need to figure out like how to be a person. Yep. And, and she's so she's doing oh that. go ahead. Oh yeah. no, yeah. She's like, yeah, so like she's she starts, trying to figure it out. Start starting to do that. We get a new artistic style. I'm so confused about like where her money comes from. I they must have like a stipend. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but she lost Avengers? her stipend. She loses her stipend. You don't get vested. There's no retirement plan. I don't know about that. Maybe. Don't I don't have. know. Either way, she like there is at one point in this story, they go over how much property damage she has caused in like the three months since she's left the Avengers. And it's it's like in the Astro- astronomical. Yeah. Astronomical. It's so expensive. She's actually not that good at being like she's not good at the things she wants to be good at. Yeah. And there's like humor to it that I appreciate it because they're like, dude, you're not good at this. <laughs> She's yeah. like, no, I am. They're like, no. Yeah. Cause she wants to, she wants to go from being like a, a superhero to being like a, a vigilante. It would, yeah. Know? Like Daredevil. Yeah. Like she wants to be like on the streets, you know, looking out for the little guy instead of like fighting aliens. Yeah. She wants to be kind of like Spider Man in the beginning, you know? Like, yeah. I'm just going to take care of like my area code. Then good luck, everyone else. Thank you. Yep. And so this first issue is just like really pretty. There's a lot of like her jumping everywhere, silhouette shots. Mm -hmm. Um, She gets arrested because she foils a plant. It's like a a police. It's a training training. exercise. Yeah. To how to deal with like superhero, super villains, superhuman yeah. villains, and she foils it, and the she is like reprimanded. <laughs> she goes to jail. <laughs> I just I find that so frustrating because like that she goes to jail or that she interrupts them. <laughs> no, it's I find it frustrating that like nearly everyone is an Avengers. Like that is uh, one of the one of the things is that everybody kind of if you're a superhero for long enough, you get an Avengers card. Yeah. And so, and I get that she quits, but part of like, it's a part of the thing with her quitting is it's like, they make a point of saying like, once an Avenger, always an Avenger. Like Mm -hmm. if we, if we have a a problem, a big enough scale, we're going to call you and we need you to answer. Mm -hmm. It is with that understanding, but they take her off of their mailing list. (laughs) (laughs) Off the text notification. Yeah. And so like, one of the things is we think of an Avenger is city authorities clear things through the Avengers so that they know what's happening so that this situation doesn't happen. And she makes a throwaway line of like, I used to get those text messages from Steve. And it's just like, why did they take her off the mailing list? Because she's still an active superhero in New York. She's going to need to know the things that are happening in New York. Because they have all the power. They're the big corporation. <laughs> the Avengers. Yeah. And she's trying to be a mom and pop shop now. <laughs> yeah, but she's like it just feels so petty. It does. It does feel petty. Um, but yeah, she does get taken off. <laughs> but let's remind ourselves of She Hulk <laughs> and when she, she, they kicked her ass out. So <laughs> maybe the Avengers as an institution suck. They're just petty. Um, they're weird middle managers. <laughs> it says just beginning to feel downright anti woman at this point. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she she gets uh. She gets taken to prison and she's like trying to be like, no, guys, don't let me out. Let mm-hmm. me out, please. She's playing a game with them. She finally gets let out. Someone yep. presents a mystery case to her. All of the wives of the super villains have gone missing. Their wives and kids are being kidnapped. Yep. 
And she's like, why would I help you? Like, <laughs> to make sense. Like, just such a dick move. Yeah. Like, she backs it with it's Ben Ulrich. Like, yeah. Who works at the Daily Bugle. He is in later iter- in d- other iterations. He's like, I think like the, the old black man that works at the Daily Bugle who like backs Peter up all the time. Mm-hmm. You might recognize him if you watch the Daredevil TV show because he is a character in that. I he's the one with the sick it. wife. Yep. Yeah. He's the one with the sick wife. Yes. Yes. So, but his whole thing is he's like an old reporter who chases down stories that like are really meaningful, but other people don't care about because he's not like other news medias. He's cares about honest reporting. Mm-hmm. Not like other girls. Not like other girls. Again, another yeah. not like other girls. Mm-hmm. So he's like, no, you have to care about it. And she's like, no, like these people are victims. Like they're married to like super villains. I'm sure it's not a good house situation. Mm-hmm. And she tells him no, which I think is a good reason. Like she said, that, I was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Does she deliver it kind of rough? Yes. But it makes sense. I do get it. Like she's saying, like she looks at all these people who are disappearing and she's like, oh, clearly these are just people who wanted to escape like a bad, like a, an abusive situation. Yeah. Like I understand that, but her unwillingness to even like look into it is kind of problematic because she's like kind of a detective now. <laughs> like, yeah, she's no longer it's... a spy. But it's also like, I, I don't know. I was so confused by that because like, these people have families outside of that. Like, yes, um, either boyfriend, husband, father, all of that. Mm-hmm. Like, those are villains. And I I feel like calling them super villains is a bit much. Like, it is a bit much. <laughs> they're just gimmicky villains. Yeah. But. Which like, is what she wanted to deal with. It's not like she didn't yeah. want super villains anymore. Yeah. So, like, it's it, it is. I, I understand, like, where she gets draws the conclusion of, like, all oh, these people are just escaping. But, like, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be this many people, people. It wouldn't be all at once. And mm-hmm. Her, it is weird to me. Yes, that they they have families like they don't just exist with this one person that yeah. like no one else is saying anything. I think that would have been my first question is like, oh, well, why haven't their families filed reports? Right. Because like they show they make a point of saying that like these women come from different backgrounds. So I, I can understand if it was like one of them, like their family disowning them because they were it's dating like dr lamo (laughs) but not all of them right so like if they're if their parents aren't looking for them that would be my first question right yeah and i think that makes sense you know because like i know that if i went missing my parents would be all over that yeah well yeah and that's what she's kind of like not and it makes this adds to like Mm -hmm. the difficulty of like like you're just like oh you didn't think about it beyond like what you first perceived yeah and she is still learning and she does like change her mind mm-hmm. after she meets one of the villains because he's like oh no like i'm stealing this thing like she breaks like a robbery up right and it's yeah. a porcupine and she breaks like he she he's like no like you have to let me go because my family's gonna get killed mm-hmm. and then she like puts two and two that's like oh maybe there's more to this and i should investigate yeah it's just I don't know because like it's I understand how she draws the conclusion that she does but the way that it's presented to us like it's it's presented as though as though these these women by by as though these people because it's not mm-hmm. just women it's women and children mm-hmm. these people who are are by virtue of having been involved in some way with the supervillain have become the less dead mm-hmm. 
And I think that's a really interesting concept to explore, but we don't, they don't explore that in any way because that's not what's happening. No. You know, like the, we know, like we know by virtue of having read the story, that's not what's happening. Um, but it feels like that's how it's presented to give us like the hook at the beginning. And I just think like, it's, I think that would be, that would have been such an interesting story to explore. Like I ultimately like the conclusion that the story draws. I just wish that it didn't bait us with this other really interesting concept. Yeah. Because one of the things that I think Marvel does better than DC is it establishes that like everyone's a person, you know, yeah. <laughs> like everyone's a person, you know, Tony Stark deals with alcoholism and also being an asshole and like, <laughs> Like it, it is like, and like villains, like, yes, they're villains, but also like they have families, like they have actual functioning families or they have like apartments. Like that was, uh, we saw that was in She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have to deal with like those things. Yeah. Like um. they're, they're people. <laughs> and that's something that like Marvel handles generally very well, but they kind of bait us with this idea talking about, um, talking about prejudice and talking about public opinion, but we don't go any delve any deeper into it. Like Jessica just makes a point of saying later that like she was right. I mean, yeah, but it's also like, she makes a point of saying that oh. like, <laughs> like, like she, she denies the villains, their humanity by virtue of them being villains. Oh yeah. She's, but, mm-hmm. she is problematic in that way Yeah, where she's like, Oh, you're a bad person. You deserve to rot. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, she doesn't ever revisit it. No, I don't you know, necessarily like, think she grows from it, at least not from what yeah. we read. Maybe in the other series, they, they do explore that more. Mm-hmm. But for this, it was very much like a, like a, I wouldn't say a trope, but like a device to just mm-hmm. get her to like think about it. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't ever reevaluate it. She doesn't grow, change or grow. Like it's, No, she doesn't. She walks into this being like, oh, villains are just villains. Like, you know and she like uh, self-affirms herself right with with the whole like oh well i was right like that's Mm -hmm. why they left because they're these people are bad people um yeah and we have like a villain character that becomes a reoccurring character who is less bad than the other one i'm gonna call him like an animal sidekick he fulfills the role of animal sidekick to jess so he is a porcupine (laughs) but it's like instead of him being like Instead of him being used to cause her to reevaluate her views on villains, it kind of instead uses him to be like uh, the one exception that makes the rule true. Right. You know, and instead of it being like, because there's, should I just spoil it? Yeah. Okay. So like the the whole premise of this story is that the families of these supervillains have decided enough is enough and they've banded together and they have created... um, a super villain free like small town like it's um it's like a commune <laughs> yeah it's a commune it's it is a commune it's a commune for um mostly like these women because we don't really touch upon um any like boyfriends or husbands of super villains they apparently don't exist no. but it's women and their children and they have in essence escaped their like escaped their family their super villain family member and but they're also extorting them so like they played off like they've been kidnapped and to get them to do pool jobs that that fund their commune. Yeah. So like Porcupine had to rob a bank yeah. to get money so they can support themselves. Mm-hmm. And they're just like lying that they're being kidnapped by an extra supervillain. 
Yeah. Yes. It's like they've, and it's like, it's on one hand, like, I like this idea because it's, it is, I I think an interesting way to talk about like female trauma Mm -hmm. without centering it on the abuse itself. Yeah. You know, like these are, these are all women who are survivors and who are, who are thriving and living their best life. And I'm like, go off. But on the other hand, we don't get to view it through that lens because we de- they don't devote enough time into exploring it. Instead, we view it through the lens of like of these supervillains who are genuinely scared. Like so instead of viewing it as like these are instead of framing the narrative in terms of like these are women escaping their monsters, you know, mm-hmm. we are viewing it as like uh, through the lens of like these supervillains who are genuinely concerned about like their wives and girlfriends and their kids and we don't ever get like a resolution for that no. in terms of like the the one like the leader of the commune is a battered woman mm-hmm. and like she absolutely had to get through her get away from her situation but we don't get that same but like when um the armadillo who is the supervillain who becomes like Jess's animal sidekick um oh porcupine Oh, sorry, porcupine. It's okay. He, he looks like an animal, basically. <laughs> he's just he's shaggy. Yeah. Yeah. But he, with him, he's just a moron. Like, he's just a moron who's doing crime to do crime. And then, like, he's, it's very clear that the way that he was harming his family was by being a moron who does crime rather than, like, him actively making decisions. Mm-hmm. And in order to make him redeemable, the narrative plays him off again. Like he's just a moron. Like, oh, he can't help what he does because he's just too fucking dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, it's it's just very frustrating to me because like I can I enjoyed this. Like I, I want that to be clear. Like I did enjoy the story. And like when I figured out what was happening, I was like, yeah, who doesn't love a who doesn't love like a village of oh, empowered families yeah of empowered families who doesn't love breaking the cycle and like living your dream life and actually making it work right but on the other hand because we spent so much time focusing on like hijinks because what miranda's explaining like happens i would say the last issue yeah and everything leading up to it is just um what is her uh spider woman Mm -hmm. like trying to get to the families so she like you know borrows the porcupine the porcupine's uh, outfit <laughs> he gets kidnapped by like the the big bad she escapes she put she gets in the trunk of the person's car mm-hmm. and then that's how she gets to the commune but that's like a whole issue wait it's yeah. like more than half of an issue it's like 16 pages for her to get there right mm-hmm. of a 22 page issue yeah. um and then even then she just kind of finds the families and that's where we see like, oh, the families are living together. And that's when she's like, oh, yeah, like I was right. These people are trying to get away from like their spouses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she gets attacked by a fucking like tractor. It's not a tractor. <laughs> Pretty much. She's like a, she, a cat machine. Yeah. <laughs> if a cat machine, machine became an Iron Man suit. Yes. <laughs> and that's where it ends. Yeah. It's just. But, like, you see, like, I don't know, Miranda kind of, like, delved into, like, a deeper meaning or a deeper conversation that could have been had. And I just don't think, like, the writers were interested in that at all, which is why we didn't get any of that. Right. But it would have been a really interesting conversation 
to present because they already did all the work. <laughs> they did everything. Mm-hmm. They set up these families. They made them people. They got the approval. They did all these things. So like adding a few pages of like, well, you know, we're in these situations and this is like the only way we can find our way out as opposed to like the attitude that they, she, her attitude doesn't even really get explored. It's just like, oh, I was right. And then she gets attacked by like yeah, a fucking machine and is getting pummeled by it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it just, it's like a wasted opportunity, I think. Yeah, because like they could have delved. I think like if we were telling a narrative that was specifically like these are women escaping like a bad situation, mm-hmm. then they should have changed how they characterize the villains because compared to the female, like the the women who are like living, who have created their own utopia, we get relatively little page time with them compared to how much page time we get with not just um, the, I almost call them the hedgehog, the porcupine. <laughs> get it wrong every time. <laughs> That's with all I'm the sorry. fucking bad kids. Fair. <laughs> no, it's fine. I just think it's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only reason I remember is because she calls him something wrong and he's like, it's a porcupine. <laughs> I thought it was funny. He got offended. <laughs> Yeah. So like we spend a lot of time with the porcupine compared to the rest of them. We spend like time with other villains and not just the acting villainous. Like, yes, we get the one where like, you know, they're basically telling her to screw off. Mm -hmm. But we also get them like when they like coming together, being like you had one job, like you just have to keep your mouth shut and get the money. Like it's not just you, it's all of us. So like we have we have a lot of time spent on showing their genuine fear and concern well the person that attacks her is one of the like survivors of abuse yeah um and she's you know like she she loses the Mm -hmm. lady loses and then um she like falls into despair and starts crying and is crying like please don't take don't take us away like don't don't take it their like their safe space that they've their community right and that's where I mean, the problem gets solved by like a compassionate community of they recognize that the way that she's acting is a trauma response. And so they stop the immediate harm that she's causing and then they come together around her, Mm -hmm. you know, which is it's beautiful. It is like a beautiful moment, but I'm just like it's and it comes back like so for Mm -hmm. to bring it back to the the comic really quickly um she does have a speech so she realizes like all these are survivors and she does have like an ethical concern where she's like Mm -hmm. i don't know like what to do because i think what you've built is really remarkable and that's nice yeah you just need to stop breaking all these laws and that's where she falls because she's like a vigilante but she's more like lawful good i would say Mm -hmm. so she like her issues lie in the fact that they're robbing banks and like whatever that's like the one that we saw is that they're robbing banks to try to get money and stuff yeah um and she just she really like blankets it she says black back blackmailing your idiot exes into stealing things Mm -hmm. is just stealing things that ends now so like you need to stop but that also what when we look at the bigger picture of like the society that we live in, mm-hmm. oftentimes communities that are neglected or suffered abuse, like they're really the, a lot of the time their only way out is to break the law because the law isn't necessarily meant to protect victims. It's just meant it's it's not necessarily they weren't written it's meant with to that. maintain status quo. Right. And to not break laws, right? To make sure people keep their property, to make sure 
we're not robbing each other to make sure we're not beating each other to death. Like it does maintain a cer- certain order of things. Yeah. However, we don't live in, in a utopia and neither do these people. Yeah. So by her saying that, it's like, okay, like I get it, but you can't do this. It's like, okay, so how financially mm-hmm. are you helping these people, these families out? Mm-hmm. Better woman. <laughs> and she can't because she's not rich. Yeah. And she's not, the comic isn't interested in answering that. Like it's because it, they've not just, they haven't just created like a, a commune. They've created a town because mm-hmm. it's it's a working town. They have a bank. They have restaurants. They have like cars. They have a they have an economy. Mm-hmm. But like I it's it's just it just had so much potential as like a larger story. And I it don't was... think that they knew what they wanted to say with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, that's just kind of how I how I feel like it has so much potential as like a story with a message, but they don't know what message they want to stick to. Like, do they want to stick to this story about families thriving? Mm-hmm. Do they want to stick with the story of villains are people? Do they want to stick with the story of Jessica is going to become like a private eye? Right. I just I don't feel like they knew exactly what they wanted to say with this particular story. They just kind of used it as a cool idea mm-hmm. yes and that one so we kind of covered six through eight during that yeah. topic just so you know but she also like i don't know she kind of falls she falls flat when it comes mm-hmm. to it or like the speech falls flat um because mm-hmm. it's she's like okay that's great that you guys like built this stuff but you need to have regular jobs you need to like work and like maintain these things and i'm just going to keep an eye on you to make sure you're not breaking laws anymore Mm-hmm. Um, and we do get like a little bit of nuance you spoke on this that the guy's like kind of an idiot and he's just like a petty crime person so he's like absent to his family and they do kind of explore like oh well like not being f- there for your family is traumatic yeah and it puts us in a bad spot so they do cover certain things i just don't know if they knew how they were gonna like finish it because then we get two issues off of this but if they would have done more with it and we don't know what was going on on production side of things i think that affects mm-hmm. a lot of stuff um it could have ended very well in this one like if they would have just added two more issues to this and like really developed that story and those like points and those arguments and then ended here it would have been a really great run exactly and like they don't do that and there's issue nine and ten following this yeah and there's like a huge loose thread of like okay so we know that like porcupine i got it yeah got there in the end We know that Porcupine is like not an inherently evil person. He's just an idiot. Yeah. You know, and, and we we get to see that like he gets a resolute, he gets a personal resolution in terms of like his his girlfriend tells him, like, no, I'm leaving you. Yeah. Like this is awful. But we also get an implied long-term solution of he's working to rehabilitate himself so that he can be in his kid's life. Right. Which is great. That's wonderful. But like what about all of the other villains? Do they come clean? Do they just cut contacts? They probably, some of them definitely should co- cut contact. It does get implied that a lot of them were were survivors of domestic abuse, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, they've set up that they've been conning them and we don't know what happens. We know that Jessica's demanding that they stop the con, but how do they end the con? And yeah. like, nice that we get to see our, our token villain reach at least a neutral resolution mm-hmm. what happens with all the other ones right because if we're trying to say that like some villains are evil but some of them are just morons well, or some of them ones. are just people yeah. in bad situations right because like you know these women are 
in essence, committing these crimes by virtue of their super villain X. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so we see them as they are victims of, they're causing crime as victims of circumstance, right? And then we see that he's causing crimes because I don't know, he's just too stupid to live. Yeah, they don't explore that. Um, He's just like a petty criminal. Like someone who just like knows how to do crime and sometimes gets caught and that affects his family. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just, we don't get a resolution about what happens with all the others in terms of like, are we supposed to just say that like every, every other villain is, is somebody that needed to be escaped from? Or are we supposed to take from that? Oh, maybe like, you know, a route to get it, gaining partial custody or. Right. I don't know. It's just. They just drop it. Mm-hmm. They do. I don't know. It would have been cool to explore. I mean, like, it's nice that we can have like this conversation, but we have, I mean, I'm sure people had these conversations too, but it comes yeah. outside of the, the comic. It's just like our experiences with things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. the end of that little arc. And then we get to issue nine and this is like a cute little, I would say throwaway one. Yeah. <laughs> so we see uh, his name. Killer. So his, yeah. His name is Roger. Uh, porcupine's name i think he's roger he's roger yeah and he joins the crew so we have jessica and ben i believe that's his name yeah it gets it gets revealed that ben has just been amassing files of just weird situations that have been happening around the u.s yep and they you know are a rock'em sock'em team who go in and solve all these problems Mm -hmm. we get a i do like that we get like a western (laughs) I thought that was cute. And the colors are gorgeous. Like, it's just a really pretty mm-hmm. issue. Um, I will say that we get, like, a one page of, like, all these different capers that they've been on. Mm-hmm. I would read those. They're cute. Yeah. If they made cute. them, like, one-shot comics, man, I would read I would read the Spider-Woman com- I would be a loyal reader of the Spider-Woman comic if I just, like, every single issue was just episodes like that. Yep. So she gets abducted at this like um oh i lost the comic they she- go to a ghost town basically like a tourist mm-hmm. trap not mm-hmm. like just a normal ghost town but like a tourist trap ghost town yeah <laughs> and she's fighting all these cowboys mm-hmm. it's very pretty she gets yes. captured by everybody and they put her in a meat freezer mm-hmm. and it's like silhouette fighting it's very cool yeah she spends this entire issue by the way having no clue what's happening yeah which like, leads us to also first. yeah it, it's basically it's just she has no clue what's happening she's just fighting to fight in essence because mm-hmm. people are coming at her mm-hmm. uh, and like the villain is like why'd you come here superhero and she's like i didn't i fell asleep in a car while that guy was driving so now i have to fight you yeah and it just it turns out that like everyone's being mind controlled mm-hmm. and, and they have whole cows this is the next issue but it's like two yeah. issues together yeah, it's it's two issues together because again, Porcupine <laughs> is joining them on their like ro- their Great American Road Trip so that he can learn to do something other than be a villain, be a criminal. Yeah, <laughs> so he can learn how to be a hero. Is holding down a regular job is not for him. No, I don't think it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but we established that he's just kind of dumb. Oh, you froze. Miranda froze, and it shows. Because her needs stop moving. Hello. And talking we're talking about Porcupine. And he's like learning. incapable of having like his own, like just a regular, regular job. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to be in the action. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't know how he ended up with this suit. 
I don't know how they don't explain that either, but it's bulletproof and it throws yeah, out it's, spikes. <laughs> he's a I, I, I mean, he's smart enough that he has a bulletproof suit and then he it can throw out spikes, but only when like he wiggles his like pinkies in a certain way. Yeah. Which I think is actually kind of clever because like it's something that like is innocuous, uh-huh. you know, but also deliberate. He won't just be like shooting people randomly. Hopefully. Yeah. Right. Uh, ben kind of gets hurt in this. Shot. Yeah, and Spider Woman's like breaking through the mm-hmm. meat packing I- area, and she finds super cows. She finds mm-hmm. she finds Hulk cows. This <laughs> is like weird. Um, yeah, it, and it's, it's just hijinks. <laughs> <coughs> it is just hijinks, and then we find out why it's so random. Why is it so uh, random? Because they are all being mind controlled. By the guy at the meatpacking plant, which they discover this because they find this the one vegan in town. Oh yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. <laughs> they're they're they like, why? The one vegan in town. And they just use this to draw the logical conclusion of like, there's something in the meat. Uh, this is just porcupine figuring this out. And not only is there something in the meat, but it's just a guy that created a large, elaborate video game for himself using real people. Mm-hmm. They're all like Sims. They have the little gem of above their head. That's how he's like, oh, it's a video game. And he puts on, it's like basically like the Oculus. <laughs> so he puts it on and he like makes them dance. And he's like, it- this was funny. <laughs> he sings like the boot scoop mm-hmm. boogie and makes like the mind control people dance like a line dance. Yep. <laughs> it's it it's cute. adorable. <laughs> it is adorable. I love this idea that like, People are being mind controlled. Oh no, what's the evil plot? No, it's just a bored millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a bored millionaire that wanted to play like, oh gosh, what's the video game that came out a couple years ago? The one set in the old west. Uh Red Dead. Yes. Red Dead Redemption. You just, just wanted to play Red Dead Redemption with like real bodies. <laughs> oh, so messed up. Yes. Uh I couldn't help but think of Grant Morrison because oh he was like the one that was like, I like. I was like, what vegetarian wrote this plot? Because <laughs> it's oh my pretty God. funny. It's, I appreciate it, the humor. I, I can appreciate the humor. I feel like this is a storyline that Morrison would do, but we know it isn't a Morrison storyline because there isn't any like grand speech at the end. And random tragedy. Yeah. Yes. Which I do like. I do like that these are kind of like low stakes. <laughs> like, yeah. Not someone's family didn't get wiped out. There's not a genocide really going on. I mean, kind of like the Spider-Man thing, but it's not happening in this comic particularly. Yeah. It's happening around them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so she gets something in the mail as she's chilling at the motel, and she gets uh, sorry to interrupt your retirement, but we need you, Black Widow, and it's her old stupid outfit. Yep. As we find out that the entire during the entire mystery, like Great American Road Trip. Apparently, the Avengers have been trying to reach her. Yeah. And she just <laughs> leaves them at the motel, doesn't say bye, which I hate. Yeah. I hate when they do things like this. Like, just tell them you got to go. Like, you're an Avenger. They would understand. Leaving them like this is worse. Mm-hmm. A, dick move. Yeah. B, they don't know what happened. You just, you just fought like NPCs. Yeah. You fought MB- NPCs. There was a, an elderly vampire cult that you fought like a week ago. You did. It could be anything. Yeah, like you literally just pissed off so many people. They could think that you're just lost. (laughs) Lost. Yeah. How do they? How do they know that you weren't abducted by like aliens? Yeah. 
that's the would. thing that can happen in the scene. Oh my gosh. I think spider, um, I haven't read C- I haven't read um like the scroll wars, but I think Spider Woman got like body snatched by like the scroll queen. Oh my god. <laughs> so this happened like just previous to this story. Okay. I think that's what happened anyway. I might be wrong, but nice. oh and- there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of things that could have happened to her when she decides to just leave, just bail in the middle of like their victory <laughs> in a motel. It's so annoying. I just, I hate when they do it. It happens all the time. It's like a stupid trope. Like, just like, let them say bye. Just let them say bye. It's fine. It's Mm -hmm. fine. They're like, they're like the Scooby-Doo gang. They'll understand. They're supposed to be friends or whatever. Yeah. No. And then we get like meta commentary of like, you know, Spider-Woman is an Avenger level superhero. She doesn't get to just have like, she doesn't get to have just episodic, like, you know, crime fighting issues. Nope. That ends now because we're canceling the book so she can be in Secret of it Invasion. Which I'm probably going to read on my own, but <laughs> I recommend it. She's fun to read. But yeah, that's She's how fun. it ends. You see what I mean? Like they could have just like reorganized it mm-hmm. and put that the one that we spent a long time type talking about at the end. Mm-hmm. And then she gets called to justice there. And then just like the fun stuff, like building them. Well, I guess porcupine wouldn't really work, but they could just add porcupine at a certain point. They didn't have to end the book, is what I'm saying. Because, oh, like, yeah, they made it they very did. clear <laughs> that like her book, her book, and her as a character is only in is only important in so far as she's used in these major events. Mm-hmm. The fact that they physically end the book so that they can borrow her to use in a major event instead of I don't know having like three issues that is just like porcupine. And Ben, like, knocking around solving weird American mysteries. I don't know, finding Bigfoot. Because that's that's what they could have done with it. And then just continued it on with her, like, once Secret Invasion was done and dropped her back into it. Yeah. But no, her book, her as a character, her story does not matter when they, like, it's, she as a character isn't important unless, like, they're using her in a bigger storyline is what they say. Yeah. Yeah, that's what their actions are distributing, not distributing, mm-hmm. not the word I'm looking for, but uh, radiating, I guess. Yeah, they end up doing that <laughs> to her, unfortunately. Yeah, that's the that's the subtext. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, that's how this ends. Um, Miranda, would you recommend this? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Would Me you? Too. Yeah, I totally would. I think it's a fun story. I mean, like we, we get pretty critical and analytical about it. Uh, if not, we would not have a show. <laughs> it'd be like, yeah, I read it. It was funny. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I'm ever. I'm. I'm not nearly as critical as I should be whenever I read Mark Wade. But I definitely think I can make a show out of just reading Mark Wade. Well, there's a lot there to unpack. Um, but yeah, I liked it. Excuse me. Um, I thought it was cool. I liked the second half of the style more. Uh, we didn't talk about her like redesign or whatever, but her outfit just makes kind of sense. Like it's yeah, it's just a pants. motorcycle jacket. Yeah, and some glasses <laughs> and glasses. The glasses are cool. She could take them on, put them back on. Very yeah, Superman of her. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I she can be unlikable, but I kind of get her. Mm-hmm. Um. I understand her need to be right. That is something I work through. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought it was cute. I did like like the gang that they got together at the end. Um, even her with like the other spider people was funny. because She's just like, oh my God, they're so annoying. <laughs> um, but yeah, I liked her. So Miranda, yeah, what are we reading? I... Oh, no, I don't want to cut your thought off. Go ahead. Oh, 
I was just gonna say like it's I didn't like her as a character like I I didn't like her as a person but I love her as a character because I feel like one of the things that they did is they made they made a lot of the times when you make a female character an asshole they either they do it by making her that bitch or they mm-hmm. do it by making her like a male character that just happens to have tits. Yeah. And I feel like they didn't do either of that with her. Like she's just an asshole on her own merits. And I really appreciate that. Like it's very it's giving like I support women's rights, but I also support women's wrongs. <laughs> yeah. Energy. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. <laughs> and I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I just wanted to say that real fast. Oh, no. All right. Good. So next what are we reading week? next week? Uh, Superman smashes the clan. Boop. Boop, boop, boop. because it's january we're gonna be doing things we've never read i don't know if you've read this but things no i've never, I've read. never okay. read it <laughs> no you said things you said new year new comics so it's something we've never read i just found this that is so fun uh we're gonna read that and we hope you read it too it's available on the app or your local library i'm sure um yep. it yeah. is by oh my god on the app it's superman smashes the clan parentheses periodical <laughs> i love that uh it is by jean luen luen yang okay. yang okay and the artist is i'm gonna butcher this uh giri hero giri hero whatever you say yeah i trust you <laughs> uh, it was it's from 2019 and it's three issues so it's not super long oh for sure um like anime style it's so cute it is so cute all right y'all so your assignment is to read the book <laughs> and listen to us uh if you'd like it's now based off of a 1940s superman radio serial look at that i want to look up now it's the radio serial serial the storyline that they adapted from the radio serial is called clan of the fiery cross what the f- that sounds metal <laughs> as hell dude <laughs> oh just- my god i cannot stand their app uh <laughs> i love this i need i need more like superheroes directly confronting like white supremacists and nazis yes i just i i don't i've i'm very publicly said i don't like rock'em sock'ems you know i like more introspective storylines but i take that back when it comes to nazis i absolutely i i think it's my duty as an american to feel joy when someone punches a nazi yes 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 um yeah miranda where can the people find you well if you would like to reach out to us as a collective we are the sidekicks at gmail.com i repeat the sidekicks at gmail.com capital t-h-e capital s-e-i-d capital k-i-c-k-s at gmail.com you can send us an email with recommendations if you are a comics creator please send us an email if you want to talk to us we would love to talk to you if you just want to give us a shout out please send us an email we love emails um we are also the sidekicks uh, on instagram that's what i remembered i was gonna call it insta twitter love it that's <laughs> <It's> not real <laughs> <laughs> yes. so but we are the sidekicks on instagram that is also where we post pictures of the things that we talk about in the show if you'd like to reach out to me um i am dynamite miranda on tiktok i am your friendly neighborhood amateur batman historian i talk about comic books i also go live twice a week on Thursdays and Saturdays at about 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, also, we are this podcast is available on both Spotify and Apple Podcast. And if and you would Google. be so kind as and Google, I forgot about Google and Google. If you'd be so kind as to leave us a 
I mean, I would prefer a five-star rating. I would prefer it. But if you don't feel like this is five-star quality, that is completely on you. We are super critical of comic books. It's a-okay if you want to be super critical of us. We're not going to fight you in the streets like a dog. But but that being said, if you could also feel free to leave us a review if you feel like it. Tell us what our problems are. Tell us if you love us. If it's a five-star review, we'll read it. If it's a funny review, we'll read it. Once again, you can find us at asthesidekicks at gmail.com. Aleda, where can the people find you? So if you want to independently support me, I'm on Instagram as Orteta Chica, TikTok Orteta Chica. I started Hive because, I don't know, I saw a lot of artists go over there, but it has a lot of bugs. Can't really post Ooh, yet. But gross. also Orteta Chica. So yeah, Miranda hit all the points. If you have any comments, if you want to leave a five-star review, go ahead and leave it and we'll try to read it. And not, we'll try. We will read it on the show. Um, yeah, and that's it. We're not <laughs> We we're both literate. We can read. We can read. <laughs> we might forget. That's the biggest problem. <laughs> we'll do our best. We will. Try. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So you know, read the Superman comic and come mm-hmm. back next week. Bye. Yeah. Bye. We don't have an outro song, so every day I make up a jingle from my brain. I'm not a great improv artist, but I'm still better than Jessica Drew. Yeah. Woo-hoo.